Welcome to the Physician Wellness Lounge hosted by Dr. Yashoda Baskar, who is board certified in internal medicine and a diplomat of the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine. She is also an ICF certified life transformation coach and a certified money coach. This podcast features physicians who discuss wellness and balance within and outside of medicine. It covers a wide range of topics around this theme with some wonderful advice and practical tips that you can start incorporating right away to improve the happiness quotient in your life. We hope you enjoy this episode and please subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. And now here's your host, Dr. Yashoda. Hello friends, you are in for a great treat today. It gives me great pleasure to invite and uh, welcome Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. Dr. McLaughlin is board certified in plastic surgery. Wellness is a lifelong passion for her. She is a cancer survivor and has an autoimmune disease which has been under control with exercise, diet changes, as well as stress management. As a busy plastic surgeon, she experienced burnout. Today, she empowers other women to live full lives with her Facebook group for female physician entrepreneurs and her wellness programs. Sharon, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to have you on my podcast. I'm thrilled to be here and I'm really happy with the work that you're doing. Thank with you. this work, you'll, you'll be empowering others as well. So thank you. It's all about us lifting each other, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Um, Sharon, tell our listeners a little bit about your story. Went through medical school, residency, plastic surgery, doing a ton of call. And I always, I never saw myself as being married. And when I was married, and then had a family, everything just seemed to crash. I couldn't manage my practice and I couldn't manage my family. That work-life balance, it was like nowhere to be found. And uh, I love my husband, but in his mind, he was being supportive, but it wasn't giving me what I needed. And I really sat back and I evaluated the situation. I knew my, I felt like my daughter was suffering. I felt like my practice was suffering. I felt like I wasn't a good physician. I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good mother. Um, So I thought I did like one of those reevaluations. What can I do to make some changes? Because I totally was hundred percent burnout and I didn't know how to change it. And I basically just ended up walking away from the practice. I had other things going on in the meantime, I started doing chart reviews and quality assurance. So I was able to start up a side business doing chart reviews and I was making money off of that. And I I basically just gave up my practice and then went full fledged into doing consulting work and doing chart reviews. And I was able to grow that up. And eventually I took a full-time position for a New York state Medicaid plan. So I'm doing that currently and wellness. I miss that so much in my own job. I wanted to do a wellness program. So I started, you know, basically weight loss with a really, huge component of nutrition and mindset, because I truly believe that we all know what to do, but we don't do it. So I work a lot with the mindset. And after experiencing burnout and, you know, gaining weight myself and, and being unhappy, it was a long road, but I've learned a lot from it. And I'd like to share that message. Yeah, beautiful. 
It is true, right? We life sometimes throws these curveballs at us, and I think as physicians, we we just have so much in us. It 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 never stops amazing me these stories of not just surviving but thriving, coming out of the other other side almost, you know, kind of like that walking through the fire, right? It molds you, it grows you, it makes you who you really were meant to be to begin with. I, I just love that you've created this amazing Facebook group for, you know, physician entrepreneurs. Tell us a little bit more about how that idea came to you, how it all got started. I'd love to hear the story about that group. Yeah, my entrepreneurship started when I was in private practice for plastic surgery. I I private labeled the skincare. I ended up manufacturing a skincare line. I did a scar line gel uh, because I just wasn't happy with what was on the market. And then I ended up doing a lingerie line for women who had, uh, when I was younger, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and it was in the breast. I ended up getting radiation. There was some changes on mammogram as I got older. So I had a bilateral prophylactic mastectomy and it was really hard to find good lingerie for women that had been through mastectomies. So I wanted to design this line and it was something else I did. And along the line, I felt very lonely. Like I had good friends who were physicians, but they weren't interested in entrepreneurship. My husband wasn't interested in entrepreneurship. I really felt like for me, having those outlets saved me. It helped with the burnout. So I wanted to empower others. And that's why I started the group. I figured if I was interested in entrepreneurship, there must be other female physicians who are interested in entrepreneurship as well. And if it could save them from the full burnout that I had experienced, then so be it. And I wanted to start the group. That's where the idea came from. As far as how I started it, just started um, Googling, Googling female physician entrepreneurs and names who came up. I messaged them, I emailed them, found them on Facebook. And we just grew the book. Like, that's how I grew the group. And it just, you know, kind of spiraled and it's, yeah, took off. Yeah, it certainly did. I mean, it's amazing. There's some really wonderful physicians in there sharing their knowledge, sharing their stories. Sharon, talk a little bit about, you know, entrepreneurship, especially for physicians, seems to be a certain kind of, excuse me, um, almost like, navigating landmines you know there's this idea right like we're okay to charge as long as it has to do with medicine but if it's anything else there's a sort of squeamishness almost to ask for money what what have you found in uh you know being involved with this group and of course in your own in your own experience i think you're absolutely right like i offer the wellness program and i it's very reasonable priced and people have said to me, it's too low, but I don't believe it's too low because it has to do with health and it's something that I wanted to do. So there could be some mindset there as far as money goes, but with other programs that I, I've done, I don't have a problem charging money. It took me a while to get there, but you're right because you know we're, we have given up our lives to give to society. It is a mental switch, but it's also very different. Like this is your business and it's not working with health per se. It's not relying on insurance companies to pay us. The way that medicine is right now, I think it's a necessity to think about passive income, whether it's through real estate or investing or stocks, whatever you're going to do, you know, the market or side job where you can, you know, potentially make money from. I think it's really important for physicians because you have loans, you have to pay them off. And if you're going to rely just on your practice, it's not medicine is not where it was 10 or 15 years ago. It's just not, you know, we're being replaced. And so I think it's very wise to look into other things. 
and then act accordingly, just pivot. But as far as charging money, this is, it's your self-worth. If you have self-worth, you would charge for it. And when you say you don't want to charge for it, you feel uncomfortable asking for those prices. Basically, you're letting other people know that you're not worthy enough. That's how I look at it. So, yeah, good points. People get really nervous around the words of like marketing and sales. And, you know, there's, again, there's sort of the sleaziness attached to it. There's an art to it, isn't there? I don't know. I think an art, some people are more gifted than others when it comes to sales, for sure. But there's tons of self-development books that you could read. There's podcasts that you could read. Basically, this is the story. I know imposter syndrome comes into this, like maybe I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And all I can say to that is you have a message, you have value to offer. Think about the people that have, don't even have your background that are offering certain things. And you really are in a strong position to offer your leadership, to offer your word. And it's not about you. It's not about you feeling uncomfortable about, you know, talking about this or that, or what people may say or what people perceive. It truly comes down to you, your value and giving value to others. Make it about others. Don't worry about how you look at it or you know, your feelings about everything. Don't internalize it. You know, sometimes you will have people asking, oh, you're a physician. Why are you doing this or that? It's part of the game. It doesn't really matter. They're kind of on the sidelines anyway, right? They're not living, they're not living your life. They're not walking in your shoes. It doesn't matter. They're on the sidelines. I'm reading uh, Brene Brown now, Daring Greatly. Mm-hmm. And she talks about being in the arena versus being on the sidelines. You're in the arena. You're trying. You're trying to make a difference in someone else's life. Right. And when it comes down to that, adding value, that is the most important thing. It's all that matters. Absolutely. Great. Well said. Um, so let's say there's a physician or two or 10 out there who feel like they have a really good business idea, but they have a lot of fears. Like we face that, right? Like this mindset sort of thing. They don't know if the business is going to take off. They don't know what people are going to say. They don't know if they can, you know, make money off it. And you've been an entrepreneur, it sounds like forever. How did you work with that? I mean, maybe you never had that mindset. You're like, oh, this is what I got to do. But we do come across people who have that mindset. What are maybe some words of advice to um, help them get started on that road towards entrepreneurship? Test, 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 test. That's really what it comes down to. You don't have to throw a lot of money. Usually you could just test the product verbally, uh, you know, pass it by some ideas, make sure you have a non-compete if it's an original idea. But most of the time, in all honesty, we're not dealing with original ideas. It's just your take on something that's already out there. So it's really, you don't even have to worry about a non-compete, but get out there and test the product, test the service and get feedback. And when you start getting feedbacks, you could form little groups. You could do a Zoom meeting. You know, When you start doing questionnaire or surveys, getting feedback and then modifying the product or service and then promoting it. I love that, I love that. Sharon, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your wellness programs. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I had non-Hutchins before when I was younger. I had chemotherapy. They said I would go through um, menopause at an earlier age, which I did in my early 40s. And I, you know, as a plastic surgeon, I had women come into me when I was in my 30s. They'd want tummy tucks and I did them. But honestly, I was always a little hesitant. There's, you know, we worry about blood clots, pulmonary emboli. I never really understood. I I did in my 
what I used to say to myself is, geez, why do they just lose weight? Well, it's like a quick fix. Why do they need a tummy tuck? They don't need a tummy tuck. You know, I do rhinoplasties too. And honestly, there's no other way to get a bump off the nose. There truly isn't. You could try to do some injectables, but by and large, you know, or facelift hanging skin with a tummy tuck, just lose the weight, you know? And that's what I, I used to say to myself, although I did him and I did liposuction. And then when I hit my forties and I started going through menopause, I gained weight. I was always a size zero, a size two. I was always small. I gain a couple of pounds. I lose it right away. I was very careful. And then 40s, nothing. Like every year I put on some more weight and I was really getting upset. Um, I tried dieting. I tried exercising. You know, people would say, just eat less, exercise more. It's what I was telling my patients. It's what we hear. And it just didn't make any sense to me why this wasn't happening. Plus internally, I would feel bad. You know, I'd kick myself for having a couple of cookies and I was like, geez, not for nothing. It's two cookies. What am I doing here? I have like an eating disorder. Like I shouldn't feel this way about, um, you know, eating like this. So I really took a deep dive. I spent a lot of time modifying the program. It was always on the back burner. I'd work on it a little bit, go back to life, you know, life got in the way. And then in the spring, I said to myself with COVID, I really want to do this. I want to get this program up and going. We did a weight loss summit with a lot of physicians, which you included. And I wanted this to be like an introduction program as like a, a backbone of structure. And then it's the way that I have it is in the funnel. It then goes into the summit with all the physicians that we did the weight loss program with. But that's pretty much it. I concentrate on nutrition. I concentrate on mindset and I concentrate on self-care because I don't think you can have one without the other, you know, and I, and exercise is important, but if we're trying to lose weight, nutrition is key, but it's not even just losing weight. It's our overall well-being. We sit down too many hours of the day, most of us, and just little things like making simple changes and having the accountability. So it's pretty much what the wellness program is about. There's cookbooks in it. There's, a, there's meal plans in it. It's an e-learning course. It's online. And then I have a Facebook group that goes along with it. Wow, sounds amazing. You're so right. It's like that three-legged stool, right? And nutrition, mindset, such important pieces of it. Yes, exercise, but exercise in and of itself. You can exercise yourself out of, you know, bad eating habits, no matter what, no matter what the advertising around us says. And and it is at the end of the day, feeling good, feeling good in one's body, feeling good about just having general overall, you know, vibrant health, as I call it. It's not just the number that you see on your scale. So I just love how you have such a balanced um, and very sort of practical approach to, to a problem that is, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's an ep epidemic now for sure. Um, and I'm sure with the pandemic, it's probably much worse because yeah, people are spending more time at home in front of Zoom calls and whatnot. So, so Sharon, what are you envisioning? I mean, you are a woman of so many talents. You do so many things. You juggle so many things so beautifully. What are you looking at like in terms of the future, in terms of the work that you're putting out in the world? Definitely wellness will be a part of it. It will always be a part of it because I had given it up when I took this job. And actually in the job now, I'm doing some wellness, which is great. But wellness will continue. And what I'd like to do is help people develop their online courses because it's easy enough. And I believe as physicians, anyone in healthcare, we all have something to offer. So if we could help others, you know, when you're in practice, you're helping one person at a time. When you offer an online program or group coaching, you can offer, you can help many people at one time. And that's the way I look at it. 
you know? And like I said, I think multiple streams of income are extremely important. That's part of it. But the bottom line is it's about other people and, and you know, giving them value. So I think an online program is a great way to do that. Yeah, I've seen that you um, showed us, you know, various sort of little videos of like builder all or how to do QR codes. I, I'm always fascinated because it's like, wow, these are sort of out of the box ideas that many of us are not exposed to. And I guess to some extent now, pretty much everybody and their dog is online. So, so you have captive audience and it's a great opportunity. I think, you know, how they say in times of um, distress is where great opportunity arises as a matter of fact. And if anybody's thinking about building or starting or growing a business, this is probably a good time to, to jump in the arena, as you said before, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Sharon, I want to touch a little bit about balance, mainly because I feel like in a lot of things in our life, you know, the pendulum seems to swing from one end to the other, and it's always one extreme or the other. What are some ideas that come to you when you think about balance and how you try to maintain a sense of balance in your own, in your own personal and professional life? Sunday night, I plan out my week. Now, my, my days from day to day are pretty routine. What I mean is like, I'm not traveling around with kids anymore, trying to get them here, trying to get them there where the schedule is constantly changing. But even if I was doing that, I would plan out my sun, Sunday night, I would sit down and plan out this way. I know that in an hour here, an hour there, I could work on the side gig or I could exercise. Like to me, exercise is extremely important. So I would plan out the week. That's what I used to do. But in general now, I get up around six with my husband. I bicycle ride. I read a book or I do some sort of a podcast, but I typically read a book for a half an hour. So I'm exercising as I'm reading. I get that self-development in. I work on my business a little bit. I do my day job. Afterwards, I make dinner for my husband, um, for ourselves, our family. We sit down as a family every night for dinner. And then I'll spend some more time on my side business afterwards or on the Facebook group or doing, you know, Clubhouse now is really big, but different things as far as networking goes. And that's pretty much my day, Monday through Friday. And again, if I was, you know, shoveling kids around or doing this meeting or that meeting, I would still schedule it so that each day I know, or at least every other day, there would be some time every day. I make time for myself because I think it's extremely important when you don't do that. And as we know, as physicians, when we're not sleeping enough, basically I'm in bed 10 to six every night, I get those eight hours of sleep. And without that, I really feel it the next day. So that's where I, you know, sleep hydration, which is all part of my program, but we know this, and just scheduling it out. Look ahead of time. There is always time. I'm not big into multitasking, but I believe like with the bicycle and the self-development, that is multitasking, but that works for me. Same thing. You could be in a car driving around and listening to something. Um, I honestly believe that if you feel stuck, if you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, you need self-development. There are really great books out there in our Facebook group and multiple Facebook groups. You just see what people are reading and go through it on Amazon, comes right to your door. You don't even have to leave your house. Order it, listen to it via audio, get an audio book. Sometimes I'm in the shower and I'll have like a headpiece on, you know, like a earpiece on and listening. There is time to do what you need to do. And the what you need to do is work on self-development. If you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, you don't see the forecast, you know, being bright and shiny. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because there's all this struggle around time management. You know, I just don't have enough time to do this, that or the other. And I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, that organization piece that you so beautifully, you know, being very sort of mindful, uh, you know, because the days and minutes and hours 
of our life make up our life. That's our life. And the sort of idea of I'll do it when, right, is this deferred sort of thing is, is just a terrible way to live because you're not, you're looking, you're hooking in something into the, into the future that who knows what the future is going to, like nobody planned 2020 was going to be the way it was. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love those points you make, making sure you have a routine, making sure Sunday night or whenever it works for you, plug things in your calendar. So you're really living your life in a mindful way. And, uh, you know, we all have to balance so many, so many things. That's just how life is. Um, and so not to like wait till some, you know, distant future to have your perfect life, like start designing it right now. Um, and I will say coaching helps in that regard. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there for those who might not be able to do it on their own. I think it's helpful to get a coach and, and work on some of those things. Absolutely. And the other thing I would say is if you're working on a business, do the things that are going to generate money. So many of us get tied up and what am I going to post in social media? I have to do social media. Of course, this, you know, Mary over there is doing social media or whatever it is, or this one's doing this or that. It truly, you have to put your blinders on and you have to say to yourself, what is going to generate me money? And if you're a coach, it's finding clients and it may require messaging somebody. It may be requiring doing an ad. It may require building an email list. But again, that's where those systems come in place. You should always be inviting some, you should always have something to invite somebody to. This way, when you have a conversation, you invite them. Doesn't mean like you're selling them something. You're just getting, getting you're allowing them to get to know you a little bit better. And then after they see that, they'll be able to determine them for themselves. You know, am I, am I interested in this? Do I want to learn a little bit more? Am I willing to pay? So that's my advice as far as that goes. Yeah, I love that. I love everything you said about that. So important to keep that in mind. Um, being very intentional of our day and our activities during our day. If you're focused, that's when you get things done. Um, and so it's important to make sure that our energy is not scattered into 500 different places <laughs> and comparison, like you said, oh, so-and-so did that. Maybe I should do that too. And just figuring out what works for you, what feels authentic to you, what feels in alignment with your own values and goals. And you know, eventually we'll all get there <laughs> wherever there might be <laughs> yeah Sharon do you have any other uh, words of advice or wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners today there's hopefully a lot of young physicians just getting started on their journey and I'd love to hear um, some great advice from somebody who's so wise as you are and you've experienced so much in your life as physicians or people, we like to help others, right? That's why we're doing what we're doing. So I touched upon this, but make it about other people, make it about helping others, adding value to their lives, getting them through a situation, getting them through a problem. And then your hangups or your mindset change, or, you know, you just, you say to yourself, how am I going to do this? You don't even question it. You don't even ask those questions because it becomes innate, right? Like you want to help somebody. So you're going to make sure the job gets done and you're going to help them. That would be my biggest advice. Make it about other people when it comes to a side job or whatever your hangup is. And don't forget the self-care from yourself for yourself because you can pour from an empty cup. So as long as you do the self-care, make it about other people, you'll be, you'll be good, you'll be set. So good, so awesome. Sharon, could you tell our audience uh, where they can find you, where if they want to reach out to you, maybe be part of some of your programs, how can they do that? 
Yeah. My website is Sharon Mac Wellness. That's Sharon Mac, M-A-C-K, wellness.com. And then you could find me on Facebook at Sharon McLaughlin and the other platforms at Sharon Mac MD. Great. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining me today. That was really wonderful, full of great tips um, and also just great wisdom. I really appreciate you having, have, you know, coming on today. <laughs> Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. This is amazing. Thank you.